Fanatics Football, a football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James. Joined once again by Nate and Mete. What's up, boys? So, How's it going? All right. In today's episode, uh, we're just going to recap all of the games from Week 9 in the NFL. Uh, then we'll just jump right into our NFL pickups for the week. And then we'll just take a look at previewing Week 10's matchups. Talk about some of the fantasy for that as well. So let's just hop right into it, uh, starting with week nine, starting with the Thursday game, Indianapolis Colts beating the New York Jets 45-230, big score in this game. Um, we'll start with the Colts here. Um, getting to the stats, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, he threw for 272 yards, three passing touchdowns, big game for him. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, even bigger game on the ground. 19 carries for 172 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Nynam Hines had six carries, 74 yards and a touchdown. Then through the air, Michael Pittman, five catches, 64 yards and a touchdown. Zach Pascal had four catches for 58 yards. And Nynam Hines had four catches for 34 yards. Um, I guess guys who also caught touchdowns were Danny Pinter and Jack Doyle on their single catches. So, um, Mette, let me get to you first on this Colts team. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it's a solid win. 45 points is a lot. And, yeah, that's impressive for the offense. Carson Wentz, he's been playing great, much better than last year. And so, yeah, they were off to a rough start around, like, 0-3, 0-4, I want to say. So, yeah, they've definitely picked it up, the Colts. And, it looked like they could definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, they are looking really solid. Uh, getting to the Jets now, uh, I think Mike White started this game. He had 95 yards and a passing touchdown, but he left with an injury. Josh Johnson comes in, 317 passing yards, so very solid. Three touchdowns and an interception. Getting to rushing, Michael Carter, 13 carries for 49 yards. Then through the air, um, Elijah Moore, seven catches, 84 yards and two touchdowns. Keelan Cole, five catches for 66 yards. Jeff Smith had three catches for 40 yards. And then Ty Johnson, two catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. I believe Ryan Griffin had four catches. And he also got a touchdown in this game. I believe it was off 28 yards. So, Nate, I'll get to you on the Jets. I mean, it wasn't their best performance, but I feel like, you know, with all the quarterback injuries, they didn't play too bad. I wouldn't say this is the worst performance, I think, in terms of offense is kind of one of their better showings it's just that their defense is one of the worst in the league so they're kind of stuck to trying to um, I guess outgun other teams and um, the Colts aren't one of those teams that you can try to outgun if you're the Jets. Honestly the Colts just ran the ball on them all night and it pretty much worked. Jonathan Taylor just did his thing. Carson Wentz did his thing. Yeah I, th- I feel like it would you know, the score was a bit bigger. I think the Jets got some garbage time points, if I'm not mistaken, in this game. So it kind of made the score a little closer than it actually was. I guess getting to a game that was actually really close, the Atlanta Falcons beating the New Orleans Saints 27-25. to uh, We'll get to Atlanta stats first here. Taking a look at Matt Ryan, he had 343 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Uh, getting to the rushing, Mike Davis, nine carries for 13 yards. Patterson and nine carries for 10 yards and Matt Ryan's five carries were for eight yards and a touchdown. Then in terms of receiving Cordero Patterson, six catches for 126 receiving yards, 
Russell Gage, seven catches for 64 yards. And then Kyle Pitts, three catches for 52. While Ahmad Olamide Zacchaeus had three for 58 and two touchdowns. So, um, Nate, I'll get right back to you on this Falcons team. I mean, they have been playing a lot better lately. I, I believe they're even in the playoff spot. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Um, I mean, I feel like this team is kind of, um, I don't want to see they're like mediocre, but they're kind of a team where I kind of um, expect a little bit uh, more from them, especially considering they're supposed to be one of the better offenses. But I think having a playoff spot is good progress. Yeah, I mean, they have been flying under the radar, no pun intended. But yeah, this team, I, I was surprised when I saw it. They're four and four. They're in a playoff spot. Uh, I feel like they're doing better. Um, they're sort of playing a little above their heads. So let's see if they can keep it up. Uh, getting to the Saints now, Trevor Simeon, uh, 243 pass yards, two passing touchdowns. Taysom Hill threw two passes for 33 yards. And in terms of rushing, Alvin Kamara, 13 carries, 50 yards and a touchdown. Mark Ingram went for nine carries for 43 yards. Then in terms of receiving, Alvin Kamara, four catches, 54 yards. Traquan Smith, three for 53. Deontay Harris, six catches for 52 yards. Adam Trotman had four for 47. And then both Kenny, Kenny Stills and Marquez Callaway had catches, and they went for touchdowns. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Saints team. It's a close loss. They beat Tampa Bay, and then they lose to Atlanta. I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, close loss. Uh, they almost make a crazy comeback at the end. Uh, Falcons almost choke away another game in the fourth quarter, but <laughs> Patterson came up really clutch for them at the end. So, yeah, uh, Trevor Simeon, he hasn't been too bad, honestly, uh, in the last two weeks. I know, I think he's uh, rated 59 on Madden right now, so <laughs> I think he's much better than that. Uh yeah, um, the main problem with the Saints this year, I feel like, is their lack of a target. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think he just got ruled out a couple of days ago for the rest of the season. So, yeah, that's a huge blow for them. I think the trade deadline's passed, too. So, yeah, I feel like maybe if they could get Odell or someone else gets released or something, they pick up a target, they could be a pretty good team. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like Trevor Simeon's that kind of guy that you know how Sean Payton likes to sort of dictate it, how his quarterbacks play like to an exact system. I feel like Simeon does a really good job of just following instructions and he seems to be playing pretty well. So yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, getting to the next game here, surprising win for the Broncos. They beat the Cowboys 30 to 16. Uh, getting to the stats for Denver, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 249 pass yards and a passing touchdown. In terms of rushing, Javante Williams, this was his big game. 17 carries for 111 rush yards, really big. Um, Melvin Gordon had 21 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. And then Teddy Bridgewater, his three carries were for negative one, but he still did get a touchdown on the ground. And then through the air, Tim Patrick, four catches, 85 yards and a touchdown. Jerry Judy, six catches for 69 yards. Kendall Hilton. Kendall Hinton had one catch for 40 yards and Alberto had four catches for 25 yards. Uh, Nate, uh, getting to you on this Broncos team, I guess, uh, what are your thoughts after this big win? Um, I feel like this is a really surprising win because normally Dallas isn't a team that you can really stop. You can 
normally you try to like slow them down and try to get your offense to get ahead. But I think Denver does have one of the best defenses in the league. So I guess they're one of the few teams that can kind of do that. And they also have a surprisingly good offense as well. They're one of the other sleeper teams, I think. Yeah, of course, having Jerry Judy back in the lineup was big for Denver. Javante Williams ran really well. I, I think you're right. This offense just really took off in this game. I was a bit surprised by them. I guess getting to the Cowboys offense now, Dak Prescott, his first game back, 232 pass yards, two passing touchdowns, but an interception. Then in terms of rushing, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 10 carries for 51 yards. Uh, and then getting to the air, uh, Dalton Schultz, four catches for 54 yards. Amari Cooper, two catches for 37 yards. And then Malik Turner, he had five catches. They went for 33 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Mete, I guess just getting two on the Cowboys, I guess, uh, tough loss. I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely a tough loss. It was Dak's first game back, like you said. So yeah, his stats don't look too bad, but I'm going to be honest, uh, going into the fourth quarter, I think he was under like 70 passing yards and under 50% completion. So yeah, that's not going to cut it, but it was his first game back, like I said, so I'm going to chalk it up to Rust, and, yeah, hopefully this doesn't happen too much uh, down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, first game back, you know, you just give him a break. And, I mean, if it continues, then, you know, you got to see whether the injury is actually affecting him. Maybe Cooper Rush needs to come in for a game or two. We'll have to see. But, yeah, hopefully Dak can sort of get things together uh, for the next game. Um, getting to the next game on this slate, a uh, big win for the Patriots. Uh, they beat the Panthers 24 to six. The defense really just came to play. I, I believe Darnold was picked off like three or four times in this game, really solid. But in terms of the offense, uh, Mac Jones, 139 passing yards, a passing touchdown and an interception. Uh, in terms of rushing, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 10 carries, 62 yards. Brandon Bolden had eight for 54 yards. And then Damian Harris, he had 50, 15 carries for 30 yards and a touchdown. Uh, getting to receiving uh, Ramondre Stevenson, two catches for 44 yards. Um, I believe Kendrick Bourne had three catches for 34 yards. And um, Hunter Henry's two catches went for 19 yards and a touchdown. Um, Mete, I'll get to you on the Patriots. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, I'm really impressed lately. Uh, the defense has been great lately. And... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the Patriots were like two and four at a point. So, yeah, they're playing some good ball right now. Mac Jones, he never has the flashiest numbers, but I really like what I see from him. I feel like he honestly might be the best quarterback out of the draft class this year at the moment. Yeah, like I said, he doesn't have the flashiest numbers, but his completion uh, percentage is always really high. So, he makes uh, smart decisions. I, I usually don't see too many interceptions from him, too. So, yeah, he's playing great. And the running game also did great. They had two guys over 50 yards and uh, Damian Harris as well, 30 yards, even though it wasn't uh, that efficient. Uh, still, the running game, when you get it going uh, and you can eat up so much time, your defense is playing well. Uh, yeah, that's a great. Uh, formula for success so Patriots they've been great lately yeah I definitely agree with you Patriots have been playing great 
Um, I believe they're only half a game behind the Bills now, so division's definitely getting interesting there for sure. Um, getting to the Panthers now, uh, Sam Darnold, he had a really bad day, 172 pass yards. It was three interceptions. And then uh, in terms of rushing, Christian McCaffrey's back in this game. He had 14 carries for 52 yards, so pretty decent in his first game back. Um, through the air, of course, he also lead, led them in receiving four catches for 54 yards. Uh, Chuba Hubbard had one catch for 33. And then DJ Moore had three catches for 32 yards, while Amir Abdullah had four for 30. Yeah, no touchdowns in this game for this team. Um, Nate getting two on the Panthers. Uh, this team is just really up and down, I guess. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess I was expecting um, the return of Christian McCaffrey to kind of make the Panthers more competitive, but um, New England's defense is also one of the best defenses in the league, so they managed to, I guess, um, stop the Panthers from crossing the, touch, uh, the end zone, so I guess the next step for them is trying to find their way into the end zone for next week. Yeah, I mean, they got to do something. I believe Darnold has some kind of injury. Uh, P.J. Walker might be the starting quarterback for them heading into next week, so we'll definitely have to see about that. Um, moving to the next game, this is a really tight game, back and forth. Uh, the Ravens beating the Vikings 34-31. to Getting to the stats here, for Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, 266 pass yards, three passing touchdowns, two interceptions. And then on the ground, he also had 21 carries, 420 rushing yards, so big day for him. Devontae Freeman, 13 carries for 79 rush yards. And then Le'Veon Bell had 11 for 48 and a rushing touchdown. And then two receiving, Marquise Brown, nine catches, 116 receiving yards. Then uh, Rashad Bateman, five catches, 52 yards. Mark Andrews, five catches for 44 yards. And then Pat Ricard had three catches for 35 yards and a touchdown. Devin Duvernay, two catches for eight yards and a touchdown, while Devontae Freeman had two for four yards and a receiving touchdown. Nate getting two on the Ravens. I guess, what are your thoughts? Uh, I guess a really clutch win by the Ravens. Um, I know uh, it doesn't look like it from the schedule, but the Vikings are a really good team. They're a lot better than what their schedule says, but I think this um, was a really good win for them. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens, they're probably one of the top three teams in the AFC right now. They've just been playing really well over the course of the season. They've had a tough schedule, but they've beaten a lot of those big teams. So good on the Ravens there. Um, getting to the Vikings now, Kirk Cousins, 187 pass yards, two passing touchdowns. And then Dalvin Cook, he had 17 carries on the ground for 110 rush yards. Uh, Kirk Cousins is one rush, went for a yard and a rushing touchdown. Then getting to receiving, Justin Jefferson, three catches, 69 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Conklin, five catches for 45 yards. And then Adam Thielen, two catches for six yards and a touchdown. Um, Mete, I guess, getting to on the Vikings. Um, like Nate mentioned, tough schedule. They have a pretty bad record, but I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree with what Nate said. Uh, they're much better than what the three and five record indicates, I think. I feel like this is like their third overtime loss this season. So, yeah, they've been getting really unlucky at end of games. Uh, they're usually uh, like three points away. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's tough break again for them. And, yeah, I don't know what they could do 
uh, much better. Maybe the defense could play a little better, but I just think they're getting really unlucky at this point. I feel like one thing I noticed about Minnesota this year, the weeks the defense steps up, we just don't get enough offense from them. And then the weeks the offense really goes hammed and there's almost no defense for them. So they got to sort of sync things together somehow. Uh, I think they are a good team. They just haven't really been on point with that. So definitely something they can look at improving. Um, and then getting to the next game, big win for the Browns, 41 to 16 over the Bengals. Uh, looking at their stats, uh, Baker Mayfield, 218 pass yards, uh, two touchdowns through the air for him. Then in terms of rushing, Nick Chubb, 14 carries, 137 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Insane game on the ground. Then through the year, Donovan Peoples-Jones, two catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. Nick Chubb, two for 26. Harrison Bryant, two for 26. And then David Njoku had one catch for 18 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nate, I'll just get to you on this one. I guess big win for the Browns. Yeah, this was a big win. Um, the Bengals, I think they were they were on fire. I think they're a really good team this year. So um, being able to beat the Bengals like this, I think, is a good um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, division rival, um, you got to win those division games if you want to make the playoffs. So, yeah, really solid overall for the Browns. And then getting to the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, 282 pass yards with two interceptions. Um, on the ground, Joe Mixon, uh, 13 carries, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and then uh, through the air, um, T. Higgins, six uh, catches, 78 yards. Jamar Chase, six catches for 49 yards. Joe Mixon, five for 46. And then, yeah, no receiving touchdowns for this team. Um, Mete, I'll just get to you on the Bengals. I mean, two rough losses in a row. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they've had two rough losses in a row, and I don't know. I feel like if you're giving up 41 points, uh, you shouldn't really expect to win many games. So, yeah, they have a good record. I just feel like uh, the defense needs to play better, and I think in the next couple of weeks we'll find out if the Bengals are for real or if they just got hot for a couple of weeks and – kind of fall back down to reality so even if that's the case I think they've had an impressive year and they have a young core so they still have a bright future yeah I definitely agree with that absolutely got to see if this team's for real uh, yeah next few weeks we'll definitely have to take a look at them for that I guess a team that we thought we wouldn't have any questions about and that's the Buffalo Bills a tough loss here Nine to six, they lose to the Jaguars. Um, yeah, let's take a look at this game. Um, we'll start with Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, 118 pass yards. C.J. Beathard at 33. Then uh, getting to rushing, um, Carlos Hyde, 21 carries for 67 yards. Then uh, through the air, Dan Arnold, four catches for 60 yards. Jamal Agnew, three for 27. LaVisca Chenault, four for 24. And Marvin Jones, three for 21 yards. Um, yeah, Mete, I'll get you on the Jaguars. Surprising win, I guess. What are your thoughts? Yeah, super surprising win. And uh, for them to hold the Bills to six points, uh, one of the best offenses in the league, is very impressive. Uh, Josh Allen, the defensive player, he got interception, fumble recovery, and I think he forced a fumble as well. So that's pretty cool. And 
Yes, I'm really impressed with this uh, showing by the Jaguars. Lawrence, he didn't have the greatest game, but he didn't turn the ball over. So when your defense is playing that well, you just try not to beat yourself. And yeah, the defense comes through. Yeah, the defense really did come through. They really made it tough on Buffalo in this game. Uh, getting to the Bills offense here, Josh Allen, uh, the offensive Josh Allen, uh, 264 pass yards, two interceptions for him. Not a great day. Um, on the ground, he had five carries for 50 yards. And then uh, through the air, Stefan Diggs, six catches for 85 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, four for 65. Devin Singletary, seven for 43. Cole Beasley, eight for 33. I guess common theme here, a lot of catches, but not a lot of yards. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on this Bills team. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on them going forward after this game? Um, I feel like this was kind of just um, the Jaguars were just on fire this game, especially on defense. Um, the Bills, they didn't really have trouble getting getting to the end zone. I mean, getting like, to the red zone, if that makes sense, but they couldn't like cross the line and get touchdowns. So um, I don't really expect this to be kind of like a common thing going forward. This is probably just a one yeah, I was going to say that um, I feel like this might be a wake-up game for Buffalo. You know, they were kind of cruising for a little bit. They lose to the Titans, but, I mean, that's the Titans, right? But if you lose to a team like the Jaguars, I think that might be a wake-up game. Feel bad for their opponent, whoever it is, for Week 10, because I feel like they might get blown out. Uh, we'll definitely have to see about that. Uh, getting to the next game, Miami, they snapped their seven-game skid with the win over the Texans, 17-9. to Getting to the stats here. For Miami, it looks like Jacoby Brissett started in this game. 244 pass yards, a passing touchdown, and two interceptions for him. Then, uh, I guess on the ground, Miles uh, Gaskin, 20 carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Then through the air, Jalen Waddle, eight catches for 83 yards. Mike Kosicki, four catches for 54 yards. Durham Smythe, two for 27. And Miles Gaskin at six for 23. While Mac Hollins, had three catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nate, getting two on the Dolphins, I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Uh, I mean, I feel like they've been having a pretty rough season. Um, they were knocking on the door of the playoffs last year, and now they're two and seven. I mean, it's good that they got a win against um, the Texans, but again, the Texans are one of the worst teams in the league. So I feel like they shouldn't get too comfortable. Yeah, I definitely agree. Texans really haven't played well. Even though Tyrod was back, they just couldn't get it together. He had 240 pass yards and three interceptions. Uh, on the ground, Philip Lindsay, eight carries for 28 yards. Uh, and then Tyrod himself had three carries for 23 yards. And then getting two receiving, of course, Brandon Cooks, six catches, 56 yards. Danny Amendola, three for 49. Uh, Chris Conley had two for 38 and really just not a lot else from the rest of the team. Uh, Mete getting to you on Houston. I mean, they get Tyrod back, but it's really more of the same, I guess. Yeah, uh, definitely. But it's his first game back, so I'll be a little patient with him. The first two weeks, he was looking great. And he was able to move the ball 240 yards is nothing to laugh at. Just uh, he had three interceptions, so... And usually he doesn't throw many interceptions. So, yeah, I think he can rebound for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. Tyron's a veteran quarterback. He's played a lot of games in the league. Um, he should have that next level he can get to, like you mentioned, coming off an injury. I definitely agree with that. Um, I guess moving to the next game, New York Giants beating the Las Vegas Raiders 23-16. to Getting to the stats for the Giants here, Daniel Jones, 110 pass yards and a passing touchdown. Um, I guess on the ground, Devontae Booker, 21 carries for 99 rush yards. And then through the air, uh, Evan Ingram, three catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. Kenny Galladay had two for 28. Um, Devontae Booker, three catches for 23 yards. And Kyle Rudolph had four catches for 20 yards. Uh, Mete, I guess getting to on this Giants team, I guess, what are your thoughts on them now? Yeah, I've been saying they're better than their record, and I still believe that. Three and six is not the greatest record. They've got a good roster. It's just they haven't been getting the results. But lately, I feel like they've won like two of their last three games. And the game they lost to the Chiefs, it was like a three-point game. So they're starting to look better. Daniel Jones uh, didn't have the greatest game, but no turnovers. And uh, he's had the turnover issues before in the last two years in his career. So... Yeah, you just got to look at the positives. Uh, Devontae Booker, he's done a great job filling in for Saquon Barkley. And yeah, the Giants, they're starting to pick it up lately. Yeah, I definitely agree. Pretty much all those points. Yeah, Jones not turning over the ball is great. Um, This offense, I mean, they've had injuries, but they still look pretty decent. Hopefully Saquon comes back pretty soon. Getting to the Raiders now. Uh, Derek Carr, 296 pass yards, a passing touchdown, and two interceptions. Then in terms of rushing, Josh Jacobs, 13 carries for 76 yards. Um, and then moving to receiving, Darren Waller, seven catches for 92 yards. Uh, Kenyon Drake, six catches for 70. Hunter Renfro, seven catches for 49 and a receiving touchdown. And then Alec Ingold had three catches for 28 yards. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on this Raiders team. I guess just give me your thoughts on them so far. Um, I feel like uh, they've been a little bit up and down lately. I still think they're a solid team, but um, I guess hopefully they, they're able to kind of pick it up, next, uh, I guess, next week. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right, sort of up and down. Uh, they're sort of – I don't think they're a division winner. I feel like if they make the playoffs, they'll kind of be like a wild card team or something. Um, I feel like that's sort of where they're at. Um, yeah, um, they're sort of like a middling team in my opinion. But yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, getting to the next game, uh, the LA Chargers bouncing back. Um, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles here 27 to 24. I guess looking at the stats for the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert, 356 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Um, in terms of rushing, he also added five carries for 14 yards and a rushing touchdown, so big for him. Um, and then Austin Eckler, 17 carries, 459 rush yards. Then getting to the air, Keenan Allen, 12 catches, 104 yards. Mike Williams, two catches for 58 yards. And then uh, it looks like Jared Cook had four catches for 48 yards, while Steven Anderson had four for 39 and a touchdown. Donald Parham had three for 39, and he also had a touchdown. Um, Nate, I'll get you on this Chargers team. I guess, what are your thoughts so far? Um, I think this Chargers team is uh, really solid. They've been able to, I guess, beat a lot of solid teams. 
I know the the Eagles, they aren't necessarily, I guess, the strongest team, but I feel like um, the Eagles came to play, but um, the Chargers were still able to, I guess, come out on top. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree. This team's pretty solid. They had a couple of hiccups along the way, but they seem to sort of be getting back to the, the really solid team that they are. I believe they're leading the AFC West as well, so really solid. Um, getting to the Eagles now, Jalen Hurts, 162 uh, passing yards and a passing touchdown. Jordan Howard on the ground, 17 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jalen Hurts had 10 carries for 62 yards. Boston Scott had 10 for 40 yards. And Kenneth Gainwell's two carries went for three yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, getting to receiving, Demonte Smith, five catches, 116 yards and a receiving touchdown. Dallas Goddard went three for 43. Um, Mete, just getting to on this Eagles team, I guess they're sort of around where the Giants are, but I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I like the roster as well, and I feel like they should be a little bit better at least than three and six, at least four and five for me. And Jordan Howard, I like what he's done the last two weeks. Uh, he's had great games. They weren't really running the ball earlier in the year, and the last couple of weeks they started running the ball, the Eagles. So I feel like they've looked much better lately. And, yeah, Devontae Smith has looked great. I think Dallas Goddard needs to step up, and outside of those two, you need, like, at least another weapon to be consistent. And then, yeah, they can be a pretty solid team, I think. Yeah, maybe a guy like Jalen Rager or something. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you on Jordan Howard uh, since being activated. He looked really solid. Um, but yeah, let's go from Jordan Howard to Jordan Love making his NFL uh, starting debut for the Green Bay Packers. Um, tough loss against Kansas City. They lose 13 to 7. Um, getting to the stats for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes, 166 pass yards and a passing touchdown. Uh, Daryl Williams, 19 carries on the ground for 70 yards. And then through the air, Travis Kelsey, five catches, 68 yards and a touchdown. Tyree Kill, four catches for 37 yards. Jarek McKinnon, three catches for 26 yards. And McCole Hardman had three catches for 20 yards. Um, Mete, I'll get to you on the Chiefs, I guess. Uh, it was a close win, but they still got it done. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they got it done. So that's all that matters in my eyes. It's, uh ugly win but sometimes you got to win ugly and at least Mahomes didn't throw an interception usually he never uh or he almost never throws interceptions but this year the interceptions have been up but this game he has zero and Daryl Williams uh he had a great game running the ball the Chiefs I think they need a run game to keep the defenses on uh their toes and yeah, not just focus on Mahomes and the pass game. And yeah, outside of that, their defense uh, has been struggling. And I know Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, but holding a team to seven points is impressive. So yeah, sometimes, like I said, you got to look at the positives. At least the defense played much better. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with you on that. Holding any team to seven points in the NFL is impressive. Um, getting to the Packers now, yeah, Jordan Love made his debut. Uh, it, it was all right, 190 yards, a passing touchdown, but an interception. Uh, his completion was sort of uh, tough, but he is a rookie. 
not a rookie, but it was sort of his first start. Um, and then in terms of rushing, Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 53 yards. A.J. Dillon had eight for 46, and Jordan Love had five for 23. Then in terms of receiving, Randall Cobb, three catches for 50 yards. A.J. Dillon, four catches for 44 yards. Devontae Adams went six for 42. And then Alan Lazard back in this game, one catch, 20 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Nate getting two on the Packers. Yeah, tough loss. And um, I guess what are your thoughts on, on this team? Yeah, I guess this is still kind of a team that um, they rely a lot on Aaron Rodgers to kind of help generate the offense, even with kind of the talent that's there. So I guess for Jordan Love, he did play pretty well, but I guess um, hopefully we'll be able to see some improvement from him. Yeah, I definitely agree. They definitely rely a lot on Rodgers. Hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later because they can't keep losing games. They're already first in their division. They got to stay there. So We'll definitely have to see about this Packers team. But yeah, speaking of a team that didn't have their quarterback, but they didn't even lose a beat, um, Arizona Cardinals, they beat the 49ers 31-17. to uh, Colt McCoy was starting at quarterback for the Cardinals. He threw for 249 yards and a touchdown, really solid. Um, in terms of rushing, James Conner's been lighting it up all year. 21 carries, 96 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Eno Benjamin had nine carries for 39 yards and a touchdown um, really solid um, and then in terms of receiving Christian Kirk six catches 91 yards James Connor also had uh, five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown so a three touchdown day for Connor um, Antoine Wesley three catches for 62 yards Zach Ertz three for 27 and Rondell Moore had five for 25 um, I guess Nate getting two on this Cardinals team no Kyler Murray, but no problem for this team. Yeah, I feel like um, this team has pretty much been borderline unstoppable. They've only had um, one loss, and it feels like almost any team they come across, they still find ways to win. And I guess congratulations to Christian Kirk for 100% completion rate. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how I, even he threw a pass to this game. I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, uh, really solid overall from this Cardinals team. I'm um, getting to the 49ers now. Jimmy Garoppolo, 326 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, in terms of rushing, not a lot here. Eli Mitchell, eight carries for 36 yards. Then in terms of receiving, Kittle made his return, six catches, 101 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had six catches for 89 yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel had five catches for 63 yards, and Eli Mitchell, five catches for 43 yards. Um, Mete getting two on the 49ers. Uh, this team, I mean, they got a losing record. I guess, what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I think the main issue for the Niners has been the defense. Uh, hasn't been as good as they usually are. So, yeah, I think that's the main issue. The run game this game, like you said, wasn't that impressive as well. So. That's another issue when you, when your offense is one-dimensional, it's uh, just much easier for the other team's defense to stop you. So, yeah, the defense and the run game not working this game, I specifically, I think, was the main issue. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, their secondary has been depleted all year. Um, they're getting blown up over the top, and... Yeah, this 49ers team, they really got to figure out what they need to do because 
Uh, their division's tough. Of course, the Rams and the Cardinals near the top. Seahawks are getting Wilson back, I believe, this coming week. So, yeah, uh, it's getting tough if the 49ers even want a chance at competing for a playoff spot. They really got to get things together. Um, speaking of the Rams, actually, they got a big loss here to the Titans. No Derrick Henry for this Titans team. No problem. 28-16 to 16 win over the Rams. Uh, in terms of scoring here, um, Ryan Tannehill, 143 pass yards, a passing touchdown and an interception. Um, Deontay Foreman, five carries for 29 yards. Jeremy McNichols, seven for 24. Adrian Peterson, 10 for 21 and a touchdown. And Ryan Tannehill ran in a touchdown on his two carries for three yards. Um, getting to receiving, A.J. Brown, five catches, 42 yards. Julio Jones, four catches for 35 yards. Uh, Jeff Swain, four catches for 29 yards and a touchdown. Um, Mete, I'll get to you on this Titans team. I mean, no Derrick Henry, but they really haven't lost the beat. Yeah, uh, very impressive win to beat the Rams. And yeah, they're one of the contenders, I feel like, this year. So super impressive win. Uh, Tannehill, not the greatest numbers, but they got the job done. The run game wasn't the greatest without Henry and yeah that's expected Derrick Henry probably is probably the best running back right now so uh that's a tough blow for them but I think the main thing for the Titans lately I've noticed the defense has been playing much better uh earlier in the year they were uh not playing that well so yeah they've definitely picked it up and without Henry they're definitely going to need the defense to come through yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, they ran three running backs in this game. They're probably just trying to feel their way out, see who's going to be the main guy. But yeah, definitely like the performance from the Titans here. Uh, getting to the Rams, Matty Stafford, uh, 294 pass yards, a passing touchdown, but two interceptions. Uh, in terms of rushing, Daryl Henderson, 11 carries, 455 yards. Then through the air, uh, Robert Woods, seven catches, 98 yards. Cooper Cup, 11 catches for 95 yards. Uh, Tyler Higby, five catches, 51 yards. Van Jefferson, three for 41. And Sony Michelle had two catches, four, six yards, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on this Rams team. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts? Um, I guess they just need to try to find their way through the end zone more and try to stop the other team from going into the end zone. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I feel like uh, they can just uh, sort of improve that heading into next game. All right, getting to the Monday night game. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Chicago Bears 29-27. Uh, looking at the stats for the Steelers, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, 225 passing yards uh, and two passing touchdowns. Um, Najee Harris on the ground, 22 carries, 62 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, and then through the air, Deontay Johnson, Five catches, 56 yards. Pat Fryermuth, five catches, 43 yards, and two touchdowns. And James Washington had a catch for 42 yards. Uh, Mete, I'll just get to you on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, big win for the Steelers. They've really picked it up lately. Roethlisberger, he's playing much better. Uh, no interceptions this game. That's always great to see. Najee Harris, uh, Although his receiving was always great, he didn't have the greatest times rushing at the beginning of the year. So he's definitely started to pick it up as well. And 
Yeah, uh, this was a really tight uh, game in the fourth quarter, and the Steelers just barely win. Yeah, for sure. Barely win. Um, that's correct. And yeah, uh, getting to the Bears, uh, this is really a coming out game for Justin Fields. He was really solid. 291 pass yards, a passing touchdown and an interception. Um, and then on the ground, he also had eight carries for 45 yards. Really solid for Fields. Um, David Montgomery had 13 carries for 63 yards in his return as well. And then Darnell Mooney's one rush went for 15 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, in terms of receiving, uh, Cole Komet led this team six catches, 87 yards. Allen Robinson, four catches for 68 yards. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, one catch for 50 yards. And then Darnell Mooney had three catches and it went for 41 yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, Nate, getting to you, I guess, what are your thoughts on, I guess, Herbert and the Bears as a whole? Oh, well, I guess the... Um... The Bears, they've been they played pretty uh, well this game. I think um, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a really good defense, so I feel like um, they really tighten up their offense quite a bit. So I would say this is kind of an improvement. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get the win. Steelers were just on fire this game, but I think this wasn't a bad loss. Yeah, I mean, I figure this is going to be a close game. Um, both teams, you know, good defenses. I thought, you know, uh, it could be back and forth. Um, definitely really solid for Pittsburgh to come out with the win here. Um, now that's the end of our recap. Let's move right into pickups. Um, I guess, Mette, I'll start with you. I guess, who's your running back pickup for the week? So for running back, I was talking about Jordan Howard being impressive. And yeah, I have him as the pickup for this week. He's been getting um, the most majority of the carries last couple of weeks. Uh, not the most catches, though, so if he starts getting catches, it'll be even better. Yeah, for sure. And then um, my running back pickup for the week is Dearness Johnson from the Cleveland Browns. Um, it looks like Nick Chubb is headed for the COVID list. His status for uh, Sunday's game is up in the air. And, I mean, we saw what Johnson did in that Thursday night matchup against Denver um, when there was no Chubb and no Hunt. Uh, he completely tore up that Denver defense. What was it, like 100 and some rushing yards? And he had like a rushing touchdown as well. Like uh, he was just really solid that game. So um, go pick him up if he's somehow still on the waiver because when I checked um, heading into the week, he was not 50% rostered. So, um, yeah, he's pretty much a must-add at this point. Um, and, he, I mean, even if Chubb plays, uh, he's still get, been getting carries. So, um, yeah, definitely go add him up. And then, uh, Nate, I'll get to you for your running back pickup for the week. So I guess my pickup for the week would be um, Ty Johnson. I know he's on the Jets and they are facing the Buffalo Bills, but um, Ty Johnson, he's been playing pretty hot for the last few weeks. Um, he doesn't just get, um, I guess, rushing yards, but he also gets a lot of receptions as well, and I think that should help him a lot for his fantasy value. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Um, uh, Mete, let me get to you for your wide receiver pickup for the week. Yeah, for wide receiver, I have Darnell Mooney, the Chicago Bears wide receiver. And yeah, lately, Justin Fields, he's been feeding him a lot of targets going his way. And uh, yeah, I watched the Monday night game and I was really impressed. So I would go with Darnell Mooney. Yeah, absolutely. He's been really solid. 
definitely have to agree with that pickup. Um, I have Elijah Moore, a wide receiver for the Jets. Uh, it seems like his role is increasing week after week as a rookie. I mean, this uh, week, I believe he had over 60 yards receiving and two touchdowns. So, I mean, um, if the workload's going to increase, I mean, he's a guy that needs to be added. So definitely go add him up. And then, uh, Nate, I'll get to you for your wide receiver pickup for the week. So for the uh, week, I have um, Rashad Bateman. He's another, um, I guess, another player who has been uh, pretty solid for the past couple of weeks. I think last week he ended up having um, five receptions from eight targets for 52 yards, which is pretty respectable, especially if you're in a deep league. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that pickup. And then, uh, Mete, I'll get to you uh, for quarterbacks. I guess who's your QB pickup for the week? For quarterback, I went with Ben Roethlisberger. He hasn't been putting up the most points, but Lately, I like what I've seen from him. He's uh, definitely improving from earlier on in the year. And uh, the Steelers are playing the Detroit Lions this week. So, yeah, I like that matchup. I feel like if you have an injury at quarterback or, like, you have a tough matchup you don't like, I think Roethlisberger is definitely worth a look. Yeah, absolutely. I take advantage of the Detroit Lions right now. Uh, They're really not playing well. Um, I guess moving to tight end pickups for the week. Um, I have Pat Fryer move to sort of keep it on the same team. Um, yeah, he's been seeing an increased workload week by week, just like Elijah Moore has, uh, except at the tight end position, which is really valuable for fantasy. Tight end's pretty much just been a dart throw at this point, and he seems to be providing some kind of consistency. So uh, definitely go add him up. He's really solid. And, of course, he's playing Detroit this coming week, so another incentive. And then, um, Nate, I'll get to you for your tight end pickup for the week. So I guess for my tight end pickup of the week, um, I have Tyler Conklin. Um, He's been really solid. He's only 33% rostered, so he should be available in most leagues. And he's been getting over um, six fantasy points, which is really good, especially for a tight end on the waiver wire. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Kirk Cousins is targeting him, so you definitely want to go add him up. All right, uh, let's get uh, to the preview now for week 10. Um, We'll start with Thursday's matchup. It's the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you for fantasy on this one. All right, so for Baltimore, um, you can take a look at Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman. Sammy Watkins is questionable, so you're going to want to double-check if he's playing. But if he is playing, then you you will want to start him. Um, you can definitely start Mark Andrews. And for Miami, you can take a look at Miles Gaskin, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, and maybe Tua in deeper leagues. All right. And uh, taking a look at the spread for this game now, um, it looks like the Ravens are favored by seven points. I believe it's now moved to seven and a half. Um, Nate, at seven and a half, uh, which side are you on here? Uh, seven and a half is kind of a big spread, but at the same time, um, the Dolphins don't necessarily have the best defense. Ravens have an elite offense, so I feel like this should be doable for the Ravens. All right, and Mete, moving to you, I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a tough call, actually. Like Nate said, I feel like seven and a half is uh, kind of a bigger spread, and the Dolphins are at home. I feel like if Tua plays, they could cover, but 
maybe for now you could go with the Ravens. Yeah, I feel like uh, before last week's game, most of these Thursday games were decided by like less than a touchdown. So I think maybe this could go back to being one of those games. And I mean, the Dolphins are at home, so anything's possible. So yeah, I think they should be able to cover this spread here. Um, I don't know if I see them winning, but yeah, I think maybe the Dolphins can actually cover here. Um, let's move now um, to the first game of the weekend on Sunday. Um, it's Jacksonville against Indianapolis. I'll take a look at this preview for fantasy. Um, in terms of the Jaguars, um, you're starting James Robinson. If he plays, if he's not playing, you're starting Carlos Hyde as he's going to be getting the major workload. And then the only other guy that I'd really start is Dan Arnold just because of the scarcity of tight ends. Uh, their receivers aren't just getting like they're, they're really not getting enough looks, whether it's Marvin Jones or LaVisca Chanel or Jamal Ankenu. And then I probably would only start Trevor Lawrence in a deep league as well. Um, and then moving to the Colts, you're starting Carson Wentz. He's been really solid. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Um, Nynam Hines, maybe as a flex. Um, Mike Pittman and potentially T.Y. Hilton if he plays. And then guys, you're probably sitting uh, Marlon Mack, Zach Pascal, Moali Cox, and Jack Doyle. Um, let's move to the spread for this game. It looks like the Colts are favored by 10 and a half. Uh, Mette, I'll get to you the, to the, for this one first. I guess, uh, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I don't know. Ten and a half is on the bigger side, and Jaguars, they've kind of picked it up lately. So I might go with the Jaguars, honestly. All right, um, Nate, moving to you, I guess. Um, who do you take here? I know the Colts have a solid offense, but at the same time, um, I feel like you can't underestimate the Jaguars too much. I mean, they're not going to shut down the Colts like they did the Bills, but I feel like they should be able to keep it under 10. I don't know. I've, I feel like for me, uh, that Jaguars performance was probably like a once in a, in a regular season performance. Um, I don't know if they can replicate it against the Colts. The Colts pretty much routed the, the Jets before that late comeback. So I think maybe I'm going to go with the Colts here. They should be able to get it done. Um, moving to the next matchup, Matty, I'll get to you for Buffalo against the Jets. <laughs> go for the Bills. Uh, go for Josh Allen. Devin Singletary in deeper leagues. Stephon Diggs, definitely Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. For the Jets, I'd go for Elijah Moore in deeper leagues, Corey Davis in deeper leagues if he plays, and maybe even Jamison Crowder in deeper leagues. Uh, he's been pretty pretty stable since he came back from injury. And then I think Michael Carter, you could also play. He's been uh, really getting much better lately. All right, and um, moving to the spread now. Bills are favored by 13 points. I guess, Mete, which way are you going here? I might go with the Jets, actually. Uh, 13 is kind of a lot. And Mike White and the Jets, they've kind of looked better than how they've looked with Zach Wilson. So, yeah, maybe the Jets, they're also at home. So that helps as well. All right. And uh, Nate, getting to you, I guess, which side would you be on here? I mean, after, I guess, losing to um, the Jaguars, they're probably going to try to bounce back. So I feel like maybe they might be able to, I guess, get, I guess, maybe 13 or more. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I am probably just going to lean towards the Bills as well because if they don't beat the Jets by 13 or more, I think we actually might have some questions about this team. So I feel like, yeah, this is the spot where the Bills just have to show everyone that they're actually a real deal. Um, so, yeah, I will take the Bills here at minus 13. Um, moving to the next game, Nate, I'll get to you for Patriots against uh, the Cleveland Browns. So I guess for the Patriots, you can take a look at um, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, and Hunter Henry. And in deep leagues, you can take a look at um, maybe Damian Harris if he's healthy and Nelson Aguilar. And for Cleveland, you can take a look at Dernis Johnson, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield in deep leagues if he's healthy, maybe. Um, there's not really a guarantee that he'll be healthy as well. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones and David Joku. Um, Nick Chubb is not healthy, so don't uh, start him. And yeah. All right. And um, getting to the spread for this game, um, it looks like the Patriots are favored by two and a half points. Um, Nate, I assume you're going to be going with the Browns, but I guess uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I have to support the Browns. I feel like um, I feel like the Browns should be able to, I guess, keep up on defense. I, it's, it should be, I guess, a lower scoring game for me. All right, and uh, Nate or uh, Mete, getting to you. Um, I think it's like either two and a half or some places have it at two. Uh, the Patriots are favored. I guess which side are you on? Yeah, I think this game could go either way, but. Since the Browns are the underdogs and they have the plus, I'm going to lean with them. And, yeah, the Browns, they've been good lately. So I'd definitely be more comfortable taking them. Yeah, I think when Nick Chubb was scheduled to play this game, the Browns were two-point favorites. Now they're around two-point underdogs. Um, I think Chubb, I mean, he's a difference maker for this team. Of course, Dearness Johnson coming in. Um, we'll definitely have to see how he plays. Um, Patriots are favored. They're at home. Uh, I mean, I would probably lean with the Patriots the way they've been playing. Um, but honestly, I feel like that uh, Cleveland could still cover this, even with the Patriots winning. It could come down to the last possession. So it could go either way. But yeah, I am going to go with the Patriots uh, for obvious reasons. Um, and then moving to the next game, Detroit against Pittsburgh. I'll preview that for fantasy. Um, for Detroit, you're starting DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Um, guys, you're probably sitting um, pretty much everyone else because of this Pittsburgh defense. Uh, Jared Goff, Khalif Raymond, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jamal Williams all sits. Um, and then for um, starts for the Steelers, you're going with Najee Harris, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Pat Fryermuth. And then uh, deep league starters, um, potentially Ben Roethlisberger and James Washington. Um, so let's get to the spread here. Um, it looks like the Steelers are favored by eight and a half points. Uh, Mette, I'll get to you first. Uh, which side are you on here? Uh, eight and a half. That's a good question. I, I think I'll go with the Steelers. They're at home. It's kind of a bigger spread, but yeah, I don't think I need to overthink this. The Lions are 0-8, so I'll just roll with the Steelers. We need and then getting to you, I guess, which side are you on here? As much as I'd like to say the Lions could cover this, um, they haven't been able to cover um, eight and a half for the last few games, so I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that whenever we think the Lions are going to cover, they won't cover. 
And then whenever we feel like the Lions will cover, they they just don't like I, I don't know like and then like the times we don't think they're gonna cover, they're gonna cover. So you know what? I might even just go with the Lions here. Pittsburgh sometimes will have a hard time scoring. Um, maybe this might end up being one of those games and the Lions can keep it close. I don't expect the Lions to win this game by any stretch, but yeah, maybe there is a chance that they cover. So I'm gonna go with them. And then um, moving to the next game here, Atlanta against Dallas. Matt T, I'll give you that one to preview for fantasy. So for the Falcons, Matt Ryan, great week last week. Cordell Patterson has been having an amazing year. Russell Gage in deeper leagues. He just had a pretty good week as well. And Kyle Pitts, uh, Dallas, Dak Prescott. Uh, hopefully he'll rebound. Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper. C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and then Michael Gallup, he's expected to play finally. I feel like I've been saying for like the last couple of weeks, if he plays, you could play him. And yeah, I'm going to say that again. It looks like he's going to play this week. So if you're kind of like desperate for a wide receiver, you could look at Michael Gallup. All right. And uh, getting to the spread, it uh, looks like Dallas is favored by nine points. Uh, Mette, are you... Uh, going with the Cowboys, or do you think the Falcons can keep it close? I think I'm going to go with the Falcons, actually. Like you said, they're in a playoff spot, so they've been kind of impressive lately, and I think they started 0-3, so I'm not sleeping on the Falcons. I feel like this could be a close game. Yeah, I mean, we had Dallas, I believe, covering 10 last week, and it didn't happen. I might have to go back uh, against the Cowboys this time. Um, and go with the Falcons at plus nine. But I don't know, Nate, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I feel like it's pretty much dependent on what kind of offense we see from the Falcons. Um, I guess Dallas hasn't been hot right now, so I guess we could go with the Falcons. Who remembers that crazy game from last year with Dallas and the Falcons? I feel like this could be another one of those. This game could actually be back and forth. So I think that's why I'm going to go with the Falcons. Yeah. And then uh, moving to the next game, New Orleans against Tennessee. Um, Nate, I'll get to you for Tennessee. So for uh, New Orleans, you can take a look at um, Alvin Kamara, Marcus Callaway, Deontay Harris. In the deep leagues, you can take a look at maybe Trey Quan Smith or Mark Ingram. And I guess for Tennessee, you can take a look at A.J. Brown if he's healthy. And, and I guess in deeper leagues, you can take a look at Ryan Tannehill, Adrian Peterson, and Julio Jones. All right. And uh, getting to the spread, uh, it looks like the Titans are favored by three points. Uh, Nate, which side are you on here? Uh, well, I guess the New Orleans Saints are without Jameis Winston. So even without Derrick Henry, the Titans have been, have been able to show that they can still win. So... I'll go with the Titans. All right, and getting to Mete, uh, which side are you on here? Uh, sorry, what was the... Uh, it's, it's minus three for Tennessee. Okay, so, yeah, I think that's kind of a gift. The Saints, they're without Winston, and the Titans have been really impressive lately, so they're also at home. I like the Titans. All right, and I think I'm going to go with the Titans as well, uh, being at home. I've uh, just been playing as dominant as they have been. Yeah, I, I definitely like them here. Um, getting to Washington against Tampa Bay, I'll preview this one for fantasy. Um, for the football team, you'd probably be starting Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and 
potentially JD McKissick. He's been pretty solid. Um, guys are probably going to sit or only start in deep leagues. Taylor Heineke, Curtis Samuel, and Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, and then for Tampa Bay, you're rolling out Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Um, and then in deep leagues, you probably start maybe Ronald Jones, uh, Gronk. Even if he plays, I don't know how healthy he'll be. And then Antonio Brown as well. If he plays, I don't know how healthy he'll be. Um, so maybe only start him in like a deep league. And then probably Cameron Braid as well, only if Gronk doesn't play. And then um, looking at the spread for this game, um, the spread is nine and a half right now for the Buccaneers. Mete, I guess, which side are you on here? I think I'll go with the Buccaneers, the Washington football team. They've been having a rough year, so it's kind of a bigger spread. But yeah, the Buccaneers are the defending champs, so it's kind of hard to bet against them. I definitely agree. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Buccaneers as well. I just really haven't seen a lot from Washington and Tampa Bay coming off a bye week. Remember what happened last year. So um, I definitely uh, like them there. Um, Nate, getting to, I guess, which side are you on? I guess I'm going to side with the Bucs too. Um, Washington has only been able to cover one out of their last four for a spread like this. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bucs. All right, and then uh, moving to the next game, Carolina against Arizona. Matty, I'll get to you for fantasy. All right, so the Panthers' offense is kind of struggling right now, so I've only got two guys I'm trusting, Christian McCaffrey, of course, and DJ Moore. Uh, We'll just have to see right now how the offense does with uh, backup quarterback P.J. Walker uh, filling in this week. All right, and um, getting to the spread for this game, um, it looks like the Cardinals are favored by 10.5 points. Mate, I guess, which side are you on? Uh, 10.5 is kind of on the uh, bigger spread side. So I don't know if Murray plays and Hopkins plays. They could definitely do it, but without those two, I feel like, Anything could happen. So I think at this moment, with the uncertainties, I might go with the Panthers. All right, Nate, getting to you, I guess. So which team do you like here? Um, I guess I'm going to go with the Cardinals just because of how dominant they've been so far. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean with the Cardinals as well. Obviously, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, that might change my opinion. But as of right now, I definitely like the Cardinals too. Um, getting to the next game, Minnesota against the LA Chargers. I guess Nate, I'll get you on that for fantasy. So I guess for Minnesota, you can take a look at Kirk Cousins, uh, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, and Tyler Conklin. And for the Chargers, you can take a look at Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Jared Cook. For Keenan Allen, he may or may not be healthy, so you're going to want to double-check that. All right, and uh, getting to the spread here, Nate. Um, the Chargers are favored by three at home. I guess which side are you on here? I guess I'll go with the Chargers just because, again, they're another really dominant team. Yeah, I was going to say I'll go with the Chargers because the Vikings just can't seem to catch a break right now. I don't know, Mete, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, sorry, I missed the spread again. What was uh, it's, it? it's minus three for the Chargers. 
I think I like the Vikings. Like I said, they've played in three overtime games, so they're in a lot of close games. I think they could cover. All right, and uh, moving to the next game, uh, Philadelphia Eagles against the Denver Broncos. I'll preview this for fantasy. Um, for the Eagles, you're probably starting Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. And I'd probably just fade all of the running backs until we know who's going to be the main guy as we just don't know the workload between Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell. And then maybe start Jalen Rager in like a deep league as well. Um, you can take a look at that. Um, and then for the Broncos, you're starting Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Probably those are the main two I start for this Broncos offense. I really don't know where the ball's going between Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Corlin Sutton, and Noah Fant. Uh, Fant should be coming back this week. Um, it's my guess where the ball's going to go. Start them at your own risk is, is my opinion on that. And then for Teddy Bridgewater, he's mostly a deep league guy. Um, getting to the spread for this game. Uh, looks like the Broncos are favored by three points. Um, Nate, I'll get to you first. I guess which side are you on here? Uh, I guess I'll go with the Broncos mainly because of I feel like their defense should be able to slow down the Eagles enough in order to cover. All right, and Mete, uh, Broncos are favored by three. I guess who do you like here? Uh, I might have to go with the Broncos. I was pretty impressed with what I saw last week, and they're at home. So, yeah, they definitely have the advantage, I think. Yeah, I feel like three should be enough for the Broncos to cover. They might win this game by, like, a touchdown or something. So I think, yeah, I will lean with Denver at the moment. Um, moving to the next game, um, Seattle against Green Bay. Matt Taylor, I'll get to you on this one for fantasy. All right, so Seattle, I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson is back, so definitely start him. Alex Collins, if Chris Carson is out, and if he is back, he's been out for a while. I'm not sure when he's supposed to come back. Should definitely start Chris Carson. And then Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I feel like, are the only other uh, reliable fantasy options right now in Seattle. For Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, if he plays. Devontae Adams, for sure. Aaron Jones, definitely. And then A.J. Dillon, I'd play in deeper leagues. All right. And uh, getting to the spread here. Um, it looks like the Packers are favored by three and a half right now. Um, Mete, I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? It's a tough call right now. I don't know if Rodgers is going to play. And, yeah, I think uh, Russell Wilson is confirmed playing, so... I think I'll go with the Seahawks right now. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you get Wilson back in the building, you get him back in the game. It should provide a boost for this team. Whether Rodgers plays or not, I actually think Seattle can upset here. But um, I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts? I think uh, you should go with Seattle as well, at least until um, Aaron Rodgers comes back. All right. And uh, getting to um, the Chiefs against the Raiders, uh, Nate, I'll move to you for this fantasy preview. So for um, the Chiefs, you can take a look at Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Those are kind of going to be the main guys there. And then in deep leagues, you can maybe take a look at Daryl Williams and Cole Hardman. And for the Vegas, for the Vegas Raiders, you can take a look at um, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and maybe Brian Edwards in deep leagues. 
All right. And uh, looking at the spread here, looks like the Chiefs are favored by two and a half. Uh, Nate, where are you going here? I mean, the Chiefs are kind of been in a similar boat where they're kind of up and down. So, I mean, I guess I'll go with um, the Raiders. All right. And then Mete, getting to you, I guess, which team do you like here? I think I'll go with the Chiefs. It's not the biggest spread. And yeah, they've been shaky, but I trust some. I think the Chiefs are definitely a team that can fix up. And the last two years, they've made the Super Bowl. So they still have my trust at this moment. Yeah, I think anything more than two and a half, and I would be on the Raiders. But yeah, I think I will lean with the Chiefs here. I feel like that that's coverable. If they win by three, then they cover the spread. So I think I like that for the Chiefs. Um, and then getting to the Monday night game, I'll preview that for fantasy. Um, so for the LA Rams, um, you're starting Matty Stafford, Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Tyler Higby. And then potentially in deep leagues, you can go with Van Jefferson and Sony Michelle. Um, for the 49ers, start Eli Mitchell, um, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. And guys, you're probably going to want to sit are Jimmy Garoppolo, Brandon Ayuk, and Jamichael Hasty and Mohamed Sanu. Um, getting to the spread for this game, um, it looks like the Rams are favored by four points. Mete, I'll get to you first. I guess, which team do you like here? I think I'll go with the Rams. Another spread that's not that big, and... Yeah, the Rams are one of the better teams in the league, so I like the Rams here. All right, and uh, bouncing to you, Nate, uh, who do you like here, Rams or 49ers? I like the Rams too. Um, San Francisco hasn't been playing to their full potential lately, so yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with you guys. The, the Rams are clearly the better team here. Looking to bounce back as well from that loss against Tennessee. Perfect spot for them to do that right here, so yeah. I will go with the Rams also. And, and yeah, that's pretty much the end of this Fanatics football episode. Um, yeah, make sure you check us out on Instagram and uh, Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We've been posting picks all week. Definitely go check those out. Um, the, podcast, the podcast is on YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a review all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, a big slate ahead of us this week. Um, Cowboys got a good matchup. Browns and Patriots going head to head. That should be pretty exciting for us. And then, yeah, um, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.